0: What is up, ACL Nation? Welcome into the show that needs no introduction because we have no introduction. We're (laughs) We're here for episode number 19 of Bagging and Bragging. Your boy just got back from Rapid City, South Dakota, where we went to open number 11. And then I hopped on the car for 12 hours, drove backwards. You hopped on the car? Hopped (laughs) on the car, rode it halfway down the hill, had to get back in the car and drive the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah, I was
0: skilled, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, pretty uneventful weekend. Nothing happened. I mean, it was just a normal, straight. <laughs> just normal a bloody weekend. blah. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to get ready to go into Timberton now. That's open number 12 in Rhode Island. I, and something telling me this is not going to be as uneventful because there's 400 plus 20 teams, like, Come on now. I mean, this is going to be packed, but Pack. this should be a lot of fun, um, a lot of work still involved. We got highlights to go through from South Dakota. We also got a little Mindset which mindset with Me segment. Talking today uh, is optional.
1: Um, <laughs> on a podcast. Then,
0: yeah. And then we also got my boy, finally got him on here, Jeremy Fraser, And it's actually better timing because he's getting ready to head to Miami where he's going to take on... Um, Matt Guy and Brett Guy, along with Noel Monza, for the shootout and doubles. So, all right, Mish, all that wonderful intro. How you doing?
1: I'm doing a little better than you. Um, Damn. yeah, I did not drive multiple hours and not sleep. Um, but I did wake up at like 4 a.m. for no apparent reason. So, that's always fun. I know you've been there before, yeah, that's uh annoying when you don't need to, but. Yeah, I think I'm overall pretty, pretty good. I'm looking forward to Miami. So you're going to Tiverton and I'm going to Miami. I leave Thursday morning at 7 30, head there uh, all day travel day for me. Obviously, I'm flying all the way across the US from California to Florida, uh, get there uh 6 30 at night. And then uh, next day, we uh, have our broadcast that's going to be Friday night. And then I wake up the next day and fly out that next morning. We are staying at this enormous Airbnb. Oh yeah. I already
0: saw Tony (laughs) Smith.
1: So funny story about that is Trey sends us the link and says like, Hey, there's extra rooms here. If you guys want to stay here or you can stay in the hotel. And I said, well, that place looks dope. Like I'm down to play some games and hang out in that backyard, but I'm only going to stay there if I have my own bathroom. I am not sharing a bathroom (laughs) with a bunch of cornhole guys. It is not an option. And we so against
0: Matt and Brett guy, I see what you're trying to do here.
1: No, they're not staying there. It was like, it's like everyone else. I think it's like Tony, Jeremy, Trey, um, Jimmy, yeah. who am I missing? I don't know.
0: Thursday, Thursday
1: handful. full. No, they're not staying there. So mm-hmm. anyways, but, um, so I, I was, um, assured that I would have my own bathroom. So I'm in, I'm in on the party a house, diva? a total diva. <laughs> i didn't think it was a secret
0: <laughs> you, sound, you sound like trade now you guys got me all second guessing how i say is it Tiverton or tyverton now
1: i think I know, it's tyverton i think i, I asked
0: all about tyverton but i'm pretty sure we went through this last year whenever i asked people who live there i thought they said it was Tiverton. so
1: oh, i've don't never heard of it never been so i am not the authority on how you say the town so come after me people come
0: yeah, after yeah, me. i don't know they'll come after <laughs> me for like the first 30 minutes of my life and then i'll Go back and forth. Like, which one was right again? Like, I don't remember. <laughs>
1: exactly. Hey, how do you like my green screen ties?
0: It's pretty cool, actually. I like, I like it. Uh, <laughs> it's like the wood grain just goes straight across your chest and the wires.
1: You can't wear green in front of a green screen, in case you didn't yeah. know.
0: But as you notice, I'm here in the uh, Alton office, so this will soon be where my HQ is going to go. I think we're going to get rid of the cabinets behind us. We're selling this antique real-top desk. So mm-hmm. if anybody out there wants to come to Altman and pick is it up? That a
1: bong? What? <laughs> what is over other shoulder? What is over your other shoulder? Your shoulder? Yes. What are
0: you talking about? It's a bag?
1: Okay. There's something on the wall that's hitting that bag just that's like perfectly. <laughs> that's so funny.
0: Mom, we're using bongs. <laughs> Wouldn't that be
1: uh, hilarious, though? That's just like in the background of someone's podcast. Oh, yeah, video. yeah. yeah.
0: Like, no know my mom my whole life, and all of a sudden she just rips out a bong at a random moment. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. this will be the office. I think we're going to, I'm mean, going to have my boy come over here next Monday whenever I arrive back from Boston. We're going to kind of, you know, tear up the background here. We're going to put some cool LED lights in there, and then all the, uh, you know, sponsor logos will go back there behind me on like LCD TV, so it's going to be really cool. I got I got big plans for this office, so that's something I'm bragging on. My new office is going to be...
1: Yay! Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to it.
1: That's cool that you're going to start working on it now, because I know you're not going to be able to move into there for a couple months, right?
0: Yeah, I actually uh, have one week in June, and somebody asked me to run a tournament or be on a team for a tournament or something, that one weekend I'm off, I'm like... Man, I don't really want to have any commitments on my one week off because we're in the middle of a nine week stretch for me where I'm on the road nine weeks in a row. I think I'm on week five now. Um, And then that one week that I have off, I'm going to move whatever I can fit in the Ford Escape back here. And then after I move it back here, I have to take the ACL mats and the ACL equipment like out to Detroit. So I have a gig. I got hired to do that Wednesday and Thursday at one Eye Jacks. So we'll be doing blind draws out there. And then we go right into the Detroit National. And then whenever I come back, I think we got one more open and then I get to move the next week after that. So I am nonstop until Worlds. So it's just really not going to be that much fun.
1: Yeah, no, definitely don't fill the only weekends you have off. I know that's my goal is to keep those open to do absolutely nothing or whatever I want to do. There's only a couple of them, so I'm cherishing them. (laughs) I will not let them go.
0: I did get to have a little bit of fun last night, though. So because they started up the blind draws across the street from my house, um, like I said, I was able to, I don't know if I told you off air or not, I I can't remember. But yeah, I was able to sleep till like 645, woke up, went to the blind draw at seven because it's right across the street from my house. And uh we did rounders and I don't know, I'm like the rounders king. Like okay. for when it comes to swap, I'm always in first place at the end of swap. Um, I don't know how. I'm just lights out and apparently God's gift to Cornhole. And we know um, we yeah. went into the bracket and I got a pretty decent partner, one of the guys I beat the last game. We had a nice match and I struggled like right off the bat. Um, you know, shout out to Chris Brockman and Pat McBeth. They whooped us. And I was like, dude, I was dominant in rounders. And we go to the bracket play, and I'm terrible.
1: Falling so, apart.
0: Yeah. And like, we're like, okay, this is a team we should see in the finals. Right. Well, they lost their next match. So now they're over in the loser bracket. Lovely. We battled back to get to them. We go up 19-0. No. We go up 20 nothing, And then they come all the way back 20-19. to Whoa. Yeah. And I'm like. They're throwing it. Right. So I throw, and I'm talking like six rounds in a row, no blocker, right? I finally throw a blocker. And I'm like, he's already got one in the hole. I decide to block, even though I have second throw. He comes behind me. I come behind him. He comes behind me. I'm like, all right, dude, if you're not going to shoot the airmail, I'm just going to keep laying up until you can because I only need one point in this situation. I got final bag, right? So I lay up final blocker. He calls a timeout. He goes to look at it. My bag is just, like, barely hanging over the front of the hole. I said, I see all I need to see. I'm hitting this airmail for the win. I walk back. He's talking to his teammate, and he's like, I mean, if you miss off the board, he's just got to basically hit the airmail for the win. If you lay up, he's got to drag it. And I said, I'm dragging it. <laughs> I'm down there talking trash. right? I'm dragging it. And uh, he goes back to the board. He lays up. Sure enough, your boy came out, hit that drag for the airmail and one with the win. And uh, <laughs> we, we end up getting second place. This, like, Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah, this Jackie Chan gr- drunk guy. I mean, like, six or seven shots in just would not miss. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> oh.
1: Jackie Chan. It hey, was a drunken
0: master. You're seeing that?
1: I don't know. It's like
0: a Jackie Jackie Chan movie where he's like the drunken master, and he's like doing all this. I think I've seen every Jackie Chan
1: movie, yeah. Because back in the blockbuster days, my family would go to blockbuster on Friday nights, and my parents, for some reason, would only rent Jackie Chan movies. So, I think I've seen them all.
0: Yeah, so that was that was a fun one, but it was a good time. It was nice to get back to throwing again. I'm excited I get to play in the blind draw this weekend in Tiverton, and in Rhode Island. (laughs) Yeah, in, in Rhode Island somewhere. And then I talked to Nick a little bit this morning, yesterday night, and I was like, hey, I threw a 7.4 into the wind. So, it's mm-hmm. good training for Spencer McKenzie. There, that I'm is good training. And I threw all different types of bags. So, you know, it, was, it was good work. I'm happy.
1: That's I'm awesome. Happy. So, th- so yeah. the venue's outside?
0: Yeah, it's outside. It's like a volleyball, uh, volleyball, pickleball, and then cornhole. It's oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a really cool bar. All nice.
1: right. Across the street, can't be much better than that.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to miss it. I mean... I got yeah. two, months, two months minus however many weeks I'm on the road left of it.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, I got something to uh, to brag about real quick here. Yeah, I forgot to the that. For don't, there worry about go.
0: Me, don't worry about Leave my bragging.
1: stuff. <laughs> um, no, I'm bragging on cornhole people. I know we've bragged on them before, but I have a totally different reason For those of you who don't know, I've been in the weight loss industry since 2009 or before that, technically 2006. But 2009 is when I started preaching mind-body principles, mindfulness, breathing, yoga, meditation for weight loss. And all the weight loss people in the world covered their ears and closed their eyes and made sounds incessantly and refused to listen to one word of it because they're so hell bent on weight loss has to happen this one way and I can't see it any other way. And I have gone crazy trying to scream from the rooftops that this stuff works. Meanwhile, cornhole people, I put one post in Addicted to Cornhole last week that was like reasons why yoga meditation will help your cornhole game. I got inundated by messages of like, tell me about this. I want to learn about it. I've never done it before. Like so many that I then on Thursday wrote, recorded and launched a course on it. And people are buying it and doing it. And I am proud of you, Cornhole people. Let You embrace something you've never done before. You're willing to try it. The weight loss people won't even try it. They won't even listen. They're just like, nah, it's not how weight loss works. I can't do it that way. I'm like, I have peer-reviewed studies, evidence, everything. I'm throwing information at these people telling them this stuff works. And they refuse to listen. And the Cornhole audience fully embraces it.
0: That's awesome, though. I mean... Yeah. I know that's like one thing that you like actually hold next to your heart. So that's pretty cool that everyone else is starting to buy in.
1: They totally are. It, you are. You guys are making my dreams come true. This is what I'm here to put on this planet to do is to teach mind body principles, and you are letting this happen. Thank I don't you. Have
0: sound, I don't have my sound effects. <laughs> Applaus, applause. So, applause.
1: Cornhill people, you rock! And I've got my second pro that has hired me to work with them through their tournaments. We're going to be working at Erie together and a shootout of their choice. Um, that's real in-time cornhole coaching where I get to help them throughout the day, um, you know, stay in their bodies and throw their best. So that's really, really fun. And like I said, this is what I live for. So super excited about you guys being willing to try different things. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. And when we get back, we'll be able to chat with Jeremy Fraser right after this. Welcome back. We are here with Jeremy Frazier. Uh, we're super excited to talk to you, Jeremy, because, well, Wally is your biggest fan, number one, and because uh, not just that, but that you got to the shootout finals coming up this weekend in Miami. So congratulations. We can't wait to watch you play, um, but we wanted to have him on the show to kind of find out, um, you know, about how the season's been going, what you're looking forward to coming into Miami and all everything else in between so welcome to the show
2: awesome thanks for having me what's up
1: absolutely yeah this guy wait where this guy i'm over here (laughs) he talks about you a little bit or has been
0: yeah well i mean he's he he made the smartest decision ever by dropping me immediately after our first regional together where he threw lights out and okay i was just okay uh, I think we finished, what, second or third or something like that. Lost to a couple pros, so Yeah, it was a good run. Yeah, we, we had fun. We lost our first match, I think, battled back. But either way, um, this man has put in a lot of work since then. He's became one of the best players in the St. Louis area. Um, he, actually, going way back before that, even in southern Illinois and middle Illinois. So, I mean, he's he's put in the work and it's paid off. And I like to see this guy go through his journey. I mean, he's he's kind of had a rough upbringing and made the most of it and now he's at elite status in my opinion so proud of this cool. man thanks man
1: anthony said i think it was anthony that said that he asked you like have you been doing something different and you're like no <laughs> not
2: not really no
0: <laughs> you think it's just a confidence thing
2: uh kind of uh i've always kind of been that way and everything but i don't know i think the more i started playing because you know at first i was only going to a couple blind draws here and there, but. Once I like went to a regional, then I went to an open. I was like, I really want to be as good as these guys. So, then I just, yeah, then I just started working a little bit harder. I wouldn't say playing much more, but I think I just, I just wanted it more whenever that started happening.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So just your mindset kind of shifted to it being more serious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Well, clearly it's working. I, I obviously I love to talk about how effective the mindset is. So thank you for proving the power of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, she's all about that. If you
1: been is panicking. that that you work on at all? No, <laughs> uh, not
2: really. No, I mean, I always try to be confident whenever I walk up to the boards, but I
0: don't know. Yeah, I think that's one thing, kind of like with Nico, is that your your airmail has pretty much elevated to another level. I don't remember you throwing it nearly as much a year ago. Um, yeah. Now you're at the point where you, you you beg for these challenges. I go back to Chicago last year. Um, I think it was Bedford. Where were we at the beginning of the season? It wasn't Bedford Park, was it? Uh, I think that was it, yeah. Bedford Park, okay. So we were at Bedford Park, and Jeremy comes up to me. And this was like whenever the ACL first hired me. I think this was open number one. And he says – Hey, I played Matt Guy in a little bit. Can you get me on the live feed for it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll record you getting your ass kicked. I don't care. You know, whatever. <laughs> but the, but then I was just like, all right. I went over to Keck and I said, hey, you know, my boy's going to show you something. Put him on the live feed. And he's like, all right, I got it. So next matchup, Jeremy Fraser against Matt Guy. And keep in mind, this was the open where Matt Guy threw like an 11-plus for the entire tournament. The only person to beat him that day was Jeremy Fraser. And for me, it was kind of like, okay, my boy is ready to step up to the elite status now because not only does he want to play the best, he wants it recorded. He wants a lot of other Mm -hmm. people to see it. And and, um, ever since he's kind of done that, same thing in Virginia Beach. I play Cheyenne. Let me do it. So he beat Cheyenne twice. He beat Josh Holland twice. He wins his bracket there. So he's making deep runs in brackets because he's not afraid to go to these challenges. So kind of talk about that mindset part, how you're, you're not afraid to take down the Goliath.
2: Well, I don't I don't even know. I just really, whenever we were in Bedford Park, I just I don't know why I felt that confident cause in my head. I was like, this guy is probably going to smoke me. Um, but then I don't know. It just started clicking whenever I was playing with him or playing against him rather. And it's, I don't know. Ever since then, it's like, OK, I did it against Matt. I want like people to see me do it again and again and again um, just to kind of prove myself to everyone, I guess
1: that's crazy so you started off in that match like this may not go well and then somehow somewhere shifted to oh this is gonna go well and then that was like okay now I can do it as many times as I need to right yeah well it worked I mean that's that's crazy it it, it does make sense though if you t- if you beat Matt guy who's the goat it makes sense that it would skyrocket your confidence to beat just about anybody at that point
0: yeah Yep. Yeah. I mean, going back even further to the qualifier, um, you had your match. If you win, you're in. You're a pro. I think you had a flight to catch, right?
2: Yeah. Heck. Uh, So, actually, a funny story about the qualifiers, I wasn't even going to play. Courtney woke me up, like, five minutes. It was, like, 8.55. And she's like, just go try to sign up, see if there's any spots left. So I was like, okay. And then I ended up going 6. I was 6-0. and And then I played Josh Holland. Lost to him. And then it's, like, either you win and you're in. Or you lose and you go to get that bracket, that single elimination bracket. Um, and I went up to Keck and I'm like, hey, I uh if I lose, I can't play that bracket. I have to catch my flight. Um but luckily I ended up winning when I, I went seven and one. So
0: Yeah, it wasn't just you playing Josh Holland, man. You're so modest, bro. Like the thing is like you you and Josh Holland are battling for a while. You got Yeah, you it was a were it like was- fourteen points on this is when everybody goaded Josh Holland, like yeah. You look across the room with Josh Holland, and then all of a sudden, like, who's he playing right now? <laughs> like, this no name guy, Jeremy Fraser. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Courtney talked you into becoming an ACO pro, basically. Right. So, you basically owe everything to her. And what about the competition there? You know, you can't let her beat you. So, she probably elevated your game there, too, right? Yeah. But she's still like,
2: occasionally, we, we will set up the boards, like, in the yard, and she will kill me. I'm like, gosh, I wish like uh, I would see this more often out of you nowadays, but she, I don't know, sometimes she gets, she's, I still think she's insanely good, she's, it is, I do owe a lot to her, she, uh, she got me into the competitive side of it when it comes, like, opens, and then I went to worlds with her, and then, yeah, especially, like, even when I was starting, I threw against her at a blind draw, I'm like, wow, this girl's really good, so.
0: I fully expected her to pop out of the corner in the background somewhere and be like, I told you or something. No, she's
2: not home. But yeah, she she did say something to me about that today. She's like, you better mention me.
1: (laughs) That's good. That's good. Because when I would go on podcasts and people be like, how would you get into this? I would tell my story and I don't know why I was not conscious, but I always left out the fact that Nick's the one that got me into cornhole, like just a minor detail. And afterwards he'd be like, did you tell them that, you know, I'm the one that got you into it? I was like, oh, no, (laughs) it didn't come up. (laughs) So good for you for giving her the credit she deserves. Right. (laughs) Not so much over here. Um, so that qualifier you're talking about, that wasn't this that wasn't twenty twenty two, that was twenty twenty one, right? Yes. Uh
2: huh. Yeah. Okay.
1: So this is your second year as a pro. Yes. And then the first year, did you do you feel like it helped you be better for this year? Like can you talk about the difference between your rookie year versus your second year? Uh yeah. So going into
2: the uh f- the first season, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I was so I think I started out slow in singles, I was really slow last year. Um du- doubles, I did good because I was playing with Dave and he was playing a long time. And, uh, I like doing that. So doubles was good last season. Singles, not so much. But now going into this season, I'm like, I think I'm more hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm keep it up in doubles with him. Let's see where it goes.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys are kind of mixing and matching partners quite a bit this year. Is he just not able to travel as much because of work or – Uh, I don't know if it's really that. Um,
2: I saw, well, Noah, like Almanza, he he reached out to me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to turn that down. He's, you know, he's insane, so I don't know why. I mean, like, some Opens I knew that Dave wasn't going to go to, so that's why I partnered up with Cheyenne and Albuquerque, Um, and then, yeah, Almanza last weekend. But, yeah, I, like, Dave already signed us up for, like, everything else, so, like, the rest of the season pretty much Dave.
0: Yeah. I'll never forget when I was going through my rankings with you, uh, kind of preseason, and I was like, I-, I got you at 25 this year, Jeremy, let's make a big splash. Yeah. And then I went through my standings and I like, told you where I had no, you're like, Oh, no, it bro. goaded. Really better put him higher. Yeah. Uh, so I was like thinking in my head, I was like, man, I would love to see you and Noah Monza play together. So, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of works out pretty well. And then you guys, of course, you got your big shootout, uh, matchup this weekend, coming against Matt guy and Brett guy. So kind of yeah. talk about how your weekend went, obviously, uh, Open doubles, not so much. but Yeah. Great.
2: So the I mean, it was kind of a smaller one when it comes to, you know, how many people were there. So we went through rounders. We threw good in rounders. Um, and then I told Noah, after, like, before we played our first game against Alex and Trey, I'm like, let's just get three games. Like, let's just, you know, if we do good, you know, and if we do good in three games, we're going to Miami. So, and we both just locked in, and it, and it worked out.
1: That was that's a really good thought process because it doesn't feel overwhelming, you know. If you're like, we gotta win ten games against the best people in the world, it's like oof, that's that's a lot, Rob. But just just get through three games. So now, what are you telling yourself going into this final match?
2: Uh, just I'm just telling myself to relax. You now it's uh, luckily it's the first time on TV, so I'm not that nervous. Uh, I really want to win. I'm hungry for it um i'm excited to play matt and brett especially since brett beat me last year on tv so
1: ah redemption
2: right so i'm excited i really am especially since it's miami <laughs> it's
1: yeah how about the celebrities do you know any of those
2: uh i know charlotte flair i don't really know her but i know you know i was i used to watch wrestling all the time growing up and i know rick flair so i'm gonna try to get a picture with her
1: I bet, I bet she'll do it. All right, Jeremy, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second, right after this. All right, we're back here with Jeremy Frazier and uh, looking forward to the shootout coming up this weekend in Miami. Uh, You know, obviously Matt Guy is going to be Sliding every bag in the hole, air mailing that kind of thing. Does your or Noah's game change at all to play against uh, Matt and Brett?
2: I don't think so. Uh, the way that we threw in South Dakota in the shootout format was was really good. I mean, we had to go through Alex and Trey first. Uh, we had Jimmy and Timmy. We had Blaine Rozier, who's been throwing amazing, at Fisher. So I don't... I mean, I know that Matt's just going to slide everything in, but I don't. I don't really think strategy is really. If it starts getting like round five, and you know something's not working, then yeah. But as of right now, I think we're just going to try to play how we did in South Dakota. See
0: if we can come out with the win. Have you guys I'm- talked about how you're going to line up? Who's playing against two or?
2: Uh, I think I'm going to stay on the outside of the board. So I think that puts um, Matt against Noah. I don't
1: I'm trying to remember Wally. Do you know is it in the shootout doubles there's going to be a media timeout? Do you remember?
0: I believe for doubles there's always a timeout after round 5.
1: Yeah, so you'll have a media timeout. That's why it was interesting that you brought up round 5 um because if things are not going well for you, it's a great reset. However, if things are going well for you, you gotta get back into that rhythm, so have you thought about that at all?
2: Not really, no uh, I mean, I did watch that happen, you know, with uh, Cheyenne shine and Frank and Fisher and Gavin in Kansas and I did notice that um I just hope it doesn't I mean I'm just gonna try not to let it ISIS. if we are up um but no if we are down at that time, I think regroup Maybe last five rounds.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, So uh, another guy that uh, I want to talk about real quick is uh, a guy that you're really pushing for. Actually, I don't know if he's a guy yet. He's still a kid. Uh, talk <laughs> a little bit about your, your partnership with the last few times with Ryan Trader, and let's go ahead and get this guy a little spotlight. Oh, yeah. So Ryan Trader is
2: – I believe he's 12. He's from St. Louis area. And he's pro- – like, he's right now I'm picking him. He's probably the best player in St. Louis area. Uh, he – uh It's like every time he goes out there, man, he's just ruthless. Like he's going for everything, he's hitting everything. And I, yeah, I partnered up with him in Florida at the Winter Haven Open, and we made a really deep run, beat some really good teams. And um, I was really happy for him to get him out there like that because I knew he had the ability to do that. Uh, And then the next day in singles, he made a deep run. He made a deep run in his bracket. I think he got third, lost to Alex Hicks and Tanner Halbert. So.
1: Two great players. That's nothing to be mad about.
2: Yeah. Jeremy, yeah, do, you know do,
1: re- do you remember what your ranking was the first season? Like, is there a rookie of the – I mean, a um, breakout player of the year ability here?
2: Yes. Uh, in singles, yeah. I was 105.
1: Okay. If
2: I play good in singles like I have been, I think, you know, it's definitely possible. Uh, I played good at the first national. I, you know, I was doing good in the, in the winner's bracket, and then I played Devin – um, I had him, I had him down, believe it or not, but then he made like 60 a row in. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And then I ended up get, uh, getting beat by Cheyenne.
1: Definitely.
0: Sorry, Mish. you're one of these players that actually has a good job. Um, so you don't really have time to go in and put in the work. Obviously we're recording a little bit later in the day because of the job. Right. Um, so what is your goal? here in the next like two or three years, are you trying to keep the same job, stack some cash and and improve? Or do you see yourself transitioning into the full-time player role? Uh,
2: I don't see myself, you know, only playing cornhole full-time. I actually, I like to work. I I like my job. So, I mean, that's, it is kind of a a disadvantage to us that do work compared to the people that only play cornhole full-time. Because we're not able to put the, the work in that they are, but, uh, Unless cornhole like gets insanely big, I don't. I don't see myself. You know, stop. I don't. I don't. It's,
1: it's kind of a double-edged sword, though, right? I would imagine if I was a cornhole pro only, then and you have technically all day to just work on your game. I know myself. I might beat myself up for like not being out there for eight hours. You know, okay. I almost feel like the job is like, well, I have to work, and then I fit it in where I fit it in, and I just kind of do the best I can. Can kind of work in your advantage too.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said that you got better by not doing anything different. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe if you start practicing full-time eight hours a day, you might get you know worse. I don't know.
1: That's what I'm saying. Is like, I think it changes your expectations. Like if you're working on your game eight hours a day and you go into a national, your mindset is I better be freaking incredible because I worked my ass off to you, you know? And then if you're not like, where do you go from there?
2: Right, so I tell so like I know that I like I I probably haven't went to a blind draw in like three weeks. I know that's terrible to say, but uh, I I don't know. I just tell myself like just play your game. Yeah, I I know I have the ability to like you know play just as good as these guys. I just got to make make sure that I have a good day whenever it's time to.
1: Yeah, well, your body knows what to do, right? So it's not like you have to reteach it. So you're just kind of like, hey, body, you know what you're supposed to do? Let's do it. <laughs> I don't need to keep reminding you.
0: <laughs> you. you still got an hour and a half. If you want to go ahead to Joyce's Blind Draw, we can make I'll meet you there. How are you in Alton? Yeah, I'm in Alton right now. <laughs> oh, that, sound, that sounds intriguing. <laughs>
1: that sounds intriguing, actually. <laughs> no, it's a lot. Now, I think that's really tough, honestly, is having a family. I think that's when it gets really difficult right. because, yep, job, family, and cornhole, um, you know, like a Tanner Halbert, that seems – like it'd be really challenging um so you know I guess take it the time that you have now but what you mentioned that you did love your job so what do you do for work
2: uh so I work for the state here in Illinois uh, I work for the, the secretary of state so I pretty much just deal with driving records and I make sure people get their driver's licenses you know, stuff like that so it's not that's bad. important I
0: like it because I don't ever have to work a weekend so yeah I think that's the other thing, too, is like corner players, it's not about not working. You like, have to find the right job. Like I remember when Ryan Windsor started playing like on, on like, the pro level, He, I think he worked at a bank and he was just counting coins or something like that, or wrapping coins. Like right. His job was nowhere near intense. He was allowed to take time off and go and do what he wanted to do. And yeah. If you can find that nice little match between, okay, this will allow me to go play cornell and take it to a serious level, I think that's a huge start, so...
1: Well, look yeah. at Mark Richards. His job yeah. provides him with a place to practice. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Same with Ryan Smith.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a cool thing too. Is one of the jobs to get behind you, but uh, I don't know. The state of Illinois is kind of backwards. I don't see the state of Illinois coming through with a sponsorship for you, Jeremy. Um,
1: <laughs> Sponsored by a
0: state—that'd be awesome. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting there. I mean, Great Lakes. I mean, Illinois is, uh, Illinois is up. Up and coming as far as talented players, and I hope we actually get to the point where it is state versus state. So, uh, it's yeah. kind of segue into your teams. You're playing to Florida Freeze, you got a lot of strong talent on that team. Um, how's the first national going? What do you guys have planned going forward? Uh, so I think the team went two and two, uh,
2: but me and Chris Kingsbury, which I was very excited to play with him, I still am for the rest of the year. Uh, somehow me and him did not win a game, so oh, and four on the day with him kind of
1: surprising
2: and disappointing all in itself, but uh, I think we'll pick it up. i found both of us.
1: Hey, Devin Harbaugh and Justin Burton Jr. didn't win either. So <laughs> that's, I feel like you're amongst some good company there and you're in your losses.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, seriously. So you not living in Florida, do you feel like there's any disadvantage? Like, are they, is your team doing things or getting together or group? messaging or what's happening to keep you guys together as a team yeah we have a group chat
2: um we talk in, like um but yeah we kind of got the matchups figured out uh it's kind of nice to have Sh- Cheyenne on the team um she captain she was the captain of the woodchucks last year uh, which I'm part of and she did awesome so her helping Alex out throughout the captain process
1: Awesome. Well, shout out to Cheyenne. All right, Jeremy, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been awesome. Like, good luck this weekend. Um, Excited to watch you. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll do just fine. Thanks so much.
2: Um, Thanks, guys. Uh All
1: right. It is time for some highlights. Well, you got some highlights for us?
0: Yeah, I do. I like this format that we did. We switched it up, going away from the top five, and now we just kind of show a little plethora of everything a cornucopia of corn. <laughs> so
1: let's
0: start things off with the airmails. I'll go ahead and bring the airmails on. We got some some random ones, um, but some pretty good ones. I like when the airmails have like the games on the line. So I kind of edit it and put those in the back. This is just down and back. Like he's just throwing sidearm airmails. It's yeah, ridiculous. that
1: wasn't even pretty.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like he's like I'm getting that bag, and he tried, but yeah, we got some new faces in there. I mean, Ethan's got the roles, the Ari he's got it all, and of course, Fisher Hamilton came just a little bit too close. Ah, yeah, them. that was
1: close. Ooh. Good break up for Hunter Thorson
0: this weekend, and Kyle Hutley right there. So, oh, well, the real Hunter, weekend. please stand up. Yeah, there's there's Hunter Thorson, Hunter Thorne. So that's very confusing <laughs> Yeah,
1: what the heck?
0: But, uh, again, Wayne. you see there, the, the great weekend for the guys. Um, Hunter Thorne, ultimately, though, the man from the weekend. He was just pretty much in every single thing. He was, he was on a selling spree, but ultimately he decided to win a championship.
1: Sold. <laughs> every post. Yeah, sold. sold.
0: <laughs> well, oh, man. Yeah, the, Blaine, Blaine Rozier. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, what I'm noticing is that a lot of the top pros are seeking him out for partners now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm seeing that more and more.
0: The ammo right there from Alex Rawls was like 26 feet in the air. Were, the bags were stacked on top of each other like this, and he still went over the top to get it. Crazy. And then it's right here, game on the line, has to hit this to stay alive. Hits it and smacks it hard. And Then, of course, when Matt Guy's is on, he's just feeling it. I mean failing it. Now, poor Alec Ryan on the other side. That was the game ending shot.
1: I know. I remember watching that. That was rough. And then
0: here is again, another game ending shot. Like how many times does Alec Ryan have to stare at a game ending airmail? Just to- But
1: Don't give Matt Guy a game ending airmail. I'm just saying that's not the person that I'm feeling like I, you know, because sometimes when you're choosing a shot, you're like, I'm going to make them shoot it. And you know you have good odds, but I feel like look that this, is not the case. Look at this
0: board right here, though. That blocker in back is Matt Guy's. That's Matt Guy-generated airmail there.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true.
0: He's setting up the situations now. This is a different version of what we're seeing. And real mm-hmm. quick, we, we kind of missed it on the bragging segment, but how about my picks lately, Mish?
1: Oh, Hunter Thorne Mike for Thorne. the win. Hunter
0: Thorn for the win. Jeremy Frazier and Noel Mons are winning the shootout. Matt Guy wins it. I'm, come on. Why don't they listen to us, Mish?
1: I think they do.
0: <laughs> no, Bernie and Jeff don't.
1: So. Oh no, they don't. They definitely don't.
0: Yeah. Oh, I forgot I got the buttons.
1: Yeah, you're you're driving this. driving am in this charge of of this shit here. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, so rolls. We didn't really have too many rolls either. That or I'm just getting kind of used to them now.
1: You don't even clip them. You're like, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm
0: just like, oh, another roll. <laughs> like a push out for me now. Look like, yeah, at my boy Ryan Wienfield rolling game changers.
1: I know that was so crazy. They're so big. they like he, he was throwing two.
0: over like a ten and a half or something with the game. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> Fisher are, and are yeah. just
0: they're they're the speeds on their rolls just amazes me.
1: Yeah, it like slows down and has a nice slow roll descend into yeah, the it hole.
0: Drips in just like that one there from Cowhuttley. Hunter, I don't. You know, Hunter's rolls don't look pretty to me. But they, they go like
1: in. they like flop to the back of the hole and then fall yeah. in.
0: Is that coin slot two
1: yeah, it might have been, huh? One. Oh, pretty yeah, pretty, pretty much. Pretty, it wasn't as tight as Tony's, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty good.
0: Often, duplicated, never, re- what is the word? Oh, look at right. that
1: one. That was amazing. I had that was such
0: one. big plans That's for this definitely. highlight.
1: Yeah, I saw where you were going with it. and I, du- I don't think it didn't work, you know?
0: It needs to be, it needs to be like a little bit, more of a transition instead of just me leaving it there.
1: hmm I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I didn't hate it though.
0: Yeah, I mean I think this one was probably one of the I better shoes
1: though. I want those shoes.
0: I think that's the part <laughs> that ruined it for me is that the shoe is covering over the hole.
1: Yeah it sure is. So, like,
0: if his shoe wasn't there, I think it would have been a little bit better.
1: Yeah uh, the shoe oh. the shoe is an issue. <laughs> I tried. All right I tried. Yeah we appreciate it.
0: All right, so let's right. take a look now at some pushes. We got some pretty good pushes here, um, and I and I spent extra time on a segment because I know how much you like this segment. So
1: I love um, a good push.
0: We graduate to the biggest ones at the end. But it's so, a crescendo,
1: if you will. Hey, I like
0: it. Yeah, big work. <laughs> Musical term.
1: Yeah, you know, I try to bring it to the music. One thing on the
0: broadcast court that was really strong is if you leave bumpers on both sides, like every single person right there, Greg oh, said so yeah. you, the you know what I mean?
1: It's like a uh, bolt. Yeah, you, you have those on when you go bowling, it's way oh, easier. I
0: like this push right here, and then this one here from Mark. It's like they don't go in, but they it's they better. hit perfectly and set them It's like better. So nice, yeah.
1: Beautiful.
0: I, I mean, that, the impressive thing for me with Blaine is Blaine threw a lot of different types of bags this weekend.
1: Yeah, he was all over the place.
0: Yeah, sniper, whatever. I've been. I told you guys to look out for Trip Baker back at Myrtle Beach, and then he's he's putting on a show right now. Uh, Windsor, right there, the three bag. Look at these three bags at the end. So good. I mean, Windsor Windsor was hitting his spots. It unfortunately he ran into a couple hotter players, but got a little bar soap action there on the right side of the hole.
1: He was close. He and was a really three for close.
0: One, and then like, okay, what can be better than a three for one, a three for none? And then a three for none with a bar of soap. So oh the logo. So go. Yeah. The logo's kind of
1: covering that that bag right there.
0: Oh, did we miss it? Yeah, we'll do it again. One more game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because you you couldn't tell the bag went over the hole. There it is. Yeah.
0: So good know. pushes, good pushes, but let's uh let's not wait any longer. This is our this is our favorite segment. Let's not. It's our
1: favorite go. segment. You have started something, Wally. Yeah,
0: this is the awkward segment. This is the... Whoa, awkward,
1: wait, 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 go. The awkward,
0: that- the awkward spin turned into... Uh, nope, it was, was there. like
1: a am pointing, but that's I just because... Uh, I don't work with like, a
0: bag like this. What was that? Oh, go ahead and say what you're going to say first.
1: I would say it's like when you're waving, but then they don't wave and you're like, ha! <laughs> like oh, there,
0: no. There's some of that in here, too. There's some of that in here, too. <laughs> Like, Why don't more people throw away the bag like this? Like they they chuck it all the way down. He's like, there you go, dead. <laughs> <laughs> then Alex Rawls had no clue when his bag was even going in this. So he was like, "Whatever, upping <laughs> a little baby nut." Let's fist pump, Tyler. All right.
1: <laughs> was
0: and then here it is, right here. And he's like, "I wasn't going for knuckles. I was going to type in the score." <laughs> I wasn't going. Uh, in. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah, okay. it was just mm-hmm, reaching this way. And I What's think we're going to What October. was that?
0: awkward scorekeeping to it. Five, three, whatever. He's typing whatever. I think, and I think Alec Ryan has caught on now. He is he's getting on these Hunter Thorne highlights.
1: Hunter Thorne's the best. He's the goat of Awkward Knuckles.
0: And real quick, I gave Hunter Thorne an Awkward Knuckles t-shirt this weekend. And, As you should. And he took down singles. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, just
1: saying. You know, if the shoe it fits. Might
0: be me. So, Caden Allen, if you're watching,
1: it what are you might be for? me. What are you waiting for, Caden? Oh, Wally. <laughs> okay, yep. that's Hunter.
0: Good old Hunter. Yep. Poor Ethan. If you didn't learn your lesson, Ethan, don't go back to it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that was after that match was over. That there was somebody in the chat was like at the end. They're like, well, at least. I was
1: like- Sorry.
0: you are like at least Ethan finally got his knuckles at the end of the match, but,
1: but <laughs> redemption.
0: Right, go? Well,
1: Alec, rye was about to knock on Matt? Guys, knock <laughs> knock. <laughs> yes,
0: he's, t- he's like he's like hey over here over here.
1: <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Boom. I think he <laughs> <got twice laughs> against it. It's like he go. He was a. Uh, giving Knuckles like a ghost, like, yeah, (laughs) thank you, thank you very much, (laughs) Uh, and that concludes our highlight section. Um, We're going to be back uh, right after this with some Mindset with Mish, don't go anywhere. (music) All right, so I kind of alluded to it earlier when I was talking about how excited I was about the cornhole industry embracing some mind-body principles, and that's what I want to focus on um, is Why this is so important, and and a little bit of how to. But the reason why it's so important is because there's two phases, two stages, if you will, when you're learning something. There's the learning stage, and there's the automation stage. And we most know this from driving, right? When you first learn to drive, you're like, okay, where's the gas? Where's the brake? I got to put my hands here. I got to check the mirrors, and you're like, it's very efforted and thought. Like you're thinking the whole time, and it makes you a bad driver. What how are you? Years,
0: I've gotten so good at that now is like I was driving back from Kansas City today, St. Louis. And I'm like like doing some business, sending some emails and stuff. I'm like, don't say that. What did I get here? It's like two hours <laughs> into the drive. Like, when was the last time I looked at the road?
1: Okay, right, but no. my question to you though is have you like when I rent a car, I mm. literally go back into the learning stage. I forget how to drive. Know, anyone, do you ever experience that when you get in like someone else's car where you're like ah, i don't know ca- i'm a
0: little bit more cautious um i just don't feel as comfortable with like the mirrors in the window situation so i don't know maybe it's just a different yeah. environment
1: so i go into like literally where my I start to think so much that i forget where the gas and the brake is and like obviously i know where the i've been driving for many years so that just shows you what happens when you go from the learning stage into automation and then go back to the learning stage and it's disastrous <laughs> so this is what happens with cornhole players so the learning stage is really fun for most people because it's comfortable you're like i know this stage right it's very like in your head you have to think about everything you're kind of going through like checklists in your head you're like i'm trying to release here and step there and grip this way and like it's very efforted and kind of exhausting but it's comfortable because it's it's something that when you put effort it directly shows the result like every time. Um, and then you get to automation. And when you get to automation, that doesn't work anymore. It's not a like an exact uh, formula of like, if I put in this much time, I'm going to get this much result, like it is in the learning phase, you, you kind of transition out. And in automation, you have to switch back into the body, because you have to be in automation, you can't be in the head, it's disastrous in there. <laughs> so most people miss the on the off ramp right there. So they kind of get like stuck. And then instead of realizing, oh, I need to go into automation and be in my body, they want to stay in the learning phase and try to tweak. So they start tweaking their throw, tweaking their grip, tweaking their stance. Like they're, they, they want to stay with what they know. And then they just mess everything up. And now they're like, I forgot how to freaking slide a bag in the hole. Like I changed things. Is this things. more physical
0: or is this more like thought process or both?
1: Both. So like because no. they are in their thoughts, they start dissecting everything. It's an, it's an overanalyzing or overthinking kind of process. Whereas before they finally were getting bags in the hole somewhat consistently. And, and they're like, okay, I kind of got this down. And they're supposed to then at that point, switch off learning phase, switch off the brain, switch on the body, switch on automation, but they of,
0: don't. Reminded of like the airmail situation now, like my airmail is starting to get locked in because I don't even think about the situation when I want to throw an airmail now. It's like if you put a level one or level two blocker up against me, like I I don't even remember really shooting it. It just goes in automation. Yeah. And I had one guy this weekend. He was just like, you know, for you not throwing your airmail's pro caliber. I'm like, hey,
1: hey thanks. Yeah.
0: Like, it wasn't anything that I don't feel like I'm doing. It's just, it just happens.
1: That's kind of the cool thing is you don't technically have to practice more. I mean, you do because you have to keep the muscle memory there. And if you just stop playing, then it's going to go away. But like you, your body's already memorized how to do the thing. You don't need to teach it anymore. So more hours practicing isn't actually going to get you to the next level. And usually it makes it worse because then you think I'm practicing more. So I think I should be better. And it keeps you in your head. So you want to go to the opposite. You want to switch to automation. And what that means, like the simplest way to define being in automation is being in the body versus the head. So everybody always says like, oh, I've got to get out of my head. But they don't actually realize that what they really need to be saying is I need to get in my body. That's the opposite of being in your head. Um, And so then the, the question, so people tell me, how can I get out of my head? I'm like, you're asking the wrong question. You should be asking, How can I get into my body and stay there? So the answer to that question is yoga, meditation, breath work, mindfulness. That's that's the in the body experience. Uh, And so that's why I appreciate it so much. And that's why I teach it for weight loss, because weight loss happens in the body, not in the head. But we try to do it from an intellectual perspective because it's comfortable to do it from there. And because we can control and manipulate. And we love that because we like being able to control things. But the truth is you can only manipulate something for so long. It doesn't work long-term. We all know that. So we have to go into this automated process and we have to lay the groundwork for the body to work without us. So that's what practice is for. Once you do that, you switch into automation and you just trust your throw. You don't stop tweaking it. You just try to get into your body. So things like breathing practices, grounding down to your feet, feeling the floor beneath your feet, um, practicing yoga, meditation in between. Um, there's a lot of other things you can do in the mind body world, but essentially what I really want to drill in for these cornhole players is think automation, not how can I do something more physical or how can I do something more intellectual with the game?
0: And let me just adds on to the term robotic. Like this guy's robot right now, or Cheyenne's so robotic with her throw right now, she's locked in. Like yeah, the, the mind's gone at this point.
1: The mind's gone. It has to be. And you'll hear people say that like, Oh, I can't think too hard or I suck. Like So we know it intuitively, but most people don't know how to do it on purpose. So they're doing it accidentally and that's great. That's better than not at all. But the problem with that is here's where I see the next issue is so somebody automatically or accidentally switches into automation and they're like, this is great. I'm cooking. Right. And then they're like, now it's time for me to add a shot in. So maybe they want to add in an airmail or a roll or a cut or a push. So you have to go back into the learning phase to learn that shot. And then they're like, "Uh oh, I forgot how to slide because now they're out of automation again and they don't know how to yeah. go back and forth like seamlessly. Um, someone who does this really well is Mark Richards. Mark Richards has clearly identified how to transition from one to the next. That's why he learned a role. He went to learning stage to learn it. He was in automation before that. That's why he was so unconscious. And then he learned the role and he's now unconscious with that <laughs> right like
0: he is a robot though you can see him hit the reset button after every good shot he always tugs at his shirt right here. this is the reset yeah he just he does that he resets himself after every roll that's, air his, more push, whatever, it's-
1: that's his that's his get in the body cue yeah. right stay in the body get in the body whatever you want to call it um you know you can use breathing for this uh, but your goal is to be in the body. And if you don't know what that feels like, you know, doing things like yoga or meditation, you're going to feel what it feels like to kind of drop into your body. And that's the feeling that you want to have. Or you've probably done it on accident where you're just had a great game where you're just like cooking and you're like, I'm, I'm getting every shot and I'm feeling like I'm locked in. So you, you know that feeling. That feeling is being in the body. So that's like, how can I duplicate or do that on purpose more often?
0: Yeah, and they're all great games for me though. I mean, so they're all the same.
1: Yeah, you just told us that you lost it outside of rounders. So I don't know who purpose. you're lying to. <laughs>
0: that was the reset for me going back to what my body knows. Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't memorize that. Yeah. Uh, that's not what we want. But no, so I, that's why I created that little course because it, it teaches you uh, three steps how to get in the body how to get rid of negative self-talk, and how to have unwavering confidence. Um, and those are the three things I think every Cornhole player needs to be elite to be that next level. Um, and so that that's why I was excited to create it. So hopefully that helps. And uh, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me at Cornhole Miche. I'm on any social media platform. But um, let's get in our bodies. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's all we got time for today. Thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you all next time.